0: This week on Shamrock Social, we are going back to the start of the pandemic for a flash- This week on Shamrock Social, we are going back to the start of the pandemic for a flashback special. So in April of 2020, when we were in the middle of COVID restrictions, I interviewed my Gamer Jesters podcast co-host for a special project for my college radio and voiceover class. On this episode, we talked about how COVID had impacted his social and work life, and how he took advantage of a negative situation to improve his game as he utilized this newfound town time to improve his Twitch streams. At the time of the episode, his name was JesterTRT on Twitch. It has since changed to Jester Roll. Start the episode. What's the situation like up there right now, where you're at? You're up north, and you're kind of in like the central area of... You're in a huge... Well, I don't know if you're a direct area, but I know if you're in the northeast part of your state, it's pretty crazy.
1: So where I am I'm in the northeast part and my county is actually <clears throat> it was the first most infected county of all of uh, my state now it's the second most another one's taking over but oh mainly God. because we have a direct route right from New York which is the biggest oh. infected area and all the people where I work everyone commutes from New Jersey New York we have this huge area where they come in they bus in we drop people off here so they're bringing that's why our uh my area shot up so fast
0: so that was like an instant like you guys got the the really the hardcore the worst part of it possible because you had everybody coming in from new york and jersey where you had all those highly infected rates and uh
1: well, yep. they weren't stopping the travel and everything they kept the buses going the uh they, weren't due, they didn't implement the stay-at-home soon enough. They waited so long that the disease just spread like wildfire throughout my area.
0: So then you guys, you had it really, when you got hit hard, you guys are now really restricted. Yeah, we have
1: mandatory mask and uh, curfew. We They set May 8th, this Friday, after this week. They're apparently pushing that Pennsylvania is going to be opening back up. And that includes my area, which we're not ready to open back up. As much as people want to get back to their jobs and things open, we are not ready for that yet. But May 8th, it starts, it's not gonna be pretty.
0: So just speaking from personal experience and as well as seeing what's going on, you guys aren't ready. So that of course leads me to my first question for you is, when this whole thing started, this whole COVID-19 thing. What were your initial thoughts? I mean, what was your thought in the beginning? Did you think it was going to blow up? Did you think it was going to have this kind of impact?
1: <clears throat> so in the very beginning, no, I didn't think it was even going to make it here. I figured it'd just be a Chinese disease that I was going to affect there. Once I saw it start spreading throughout Europe and then, uh, it took over. What was it next? Germany, um, Italy, Italy, all these places once I saw how bad it hit Italy and they start shutting down and I have friends out and I have British friends German friends and Italy friends all out there because of my online influence I know people from all these other places I didn't even think it was that bad until one of my British friends and one of my Italian friends actually got it and they told me it was the worst it was like they've had diseases, they broke bones, they said nothing compares to this. Jeez. That my one British friend, he says he's been fully recovered for one month now and he's still he's wheezing when he breathes and he can't work out because he just loses all of his breath. He says it's he's over it, but he still it feels like he has bronchitis constantly and mm. that's where I started to worry because that's right when it hit. Our area, and that's when I start to realize this isn't a joke anymore. It's not just the flu; it is amplified. It's like the flu on steroids. And when I heard my friend tell me how bad it hit him, and I have a health condition, that's when I start to get worried. That that's when I knew it was going to be a bad problem.
0: Yeah, I mean that's because I like you were just saying right there. I was gaming with someone who had a very similar experience, but they were telling me their lockdown measures in the UK were so much more intense than the ones we had over here. Whereas they literally are only able to go to the grocery store and that's it. You can't do anything else. uh,
1: Italy, if you are out, uh, there's two different rules. If you are out after curfew or you don't have um, permission to be out, like you need um, a slip that says you, you're going to the store to get something and you're going right back home. If you're caught without that, or if you were caught with, the COVID in any condition, if you're caught outside, it was a 25 year jail sentence, I think it was, for manslaughter.
0: Oh my God, that's insane,
1: but. So they were serious with it.
0: But I could see, I could kind of see that in an area like that where it is so insane and where we, you know, we take it for granted how fortunate we are over here. I mean, we still have some really nasty cases over here, but we really do take it for granted that, you know, there's some other areas that were hit much harder But, uh, I mean, it's still nothing to, at this point, it's not anything to take lightly, of course. But uh, speaking of, you know, from one essential, essential employee to another, you know, when you first, now you got, you were going to work for a bit. So how did your job get affected by all of this? Were you laid off early on or were you going to work and then they were just kind of monitoring the situation or what was going on with that?
1: I was required. They told us they are not shutting down because we were essential and then COVID in our uh, workplace. And of course it was right at the security gates where we all passed through in the morning. This right there, I knew what was going to happen and sure enough, it started spreading. It didn't just go with the one case, multiple people start getting infected in my area.
0: We just talked about, you know, how you were in this downtime. What the heck? did you do with yourself? How did it change your life? I can start it off by saying I saw a lot of people complaining
1: about it, how they hated this, how they didn't like being stuck at home, how they had nothing to do, how they were bored, how they wanted to go back. I can say I've kind of been training for this for years, so (laughs) I was a master level at this quarantine thing. I have, I can still say after, what was it, a month and a half around quarantine, I can still sit there for another two or three more months and not be phased by this. This is easy. This is nothing. This is my natural life. I use this to build my channel and get there. So my social life, you didn't have social interaction in person. All of my social interaction was done through my second job um, online through Twitch, live streaming, um, podcasts, updates, all of this type of stuff was done online. So I kept with in touch with all my actual friends online through different areas. Uh, I stayed really busy. I continue to stream on my Twitch channel, edit my YouTube videos, and just flat out game and enjoy myself. I actually really enjoyed the quarantine. I thought it was amazing. I kind of wish that it's still now that I'm back to work, I'm dreading it. And I'm kind of wishing that the quarantine was a little bit longer.
0: So it was kind of like an un—I don't want to say a positive bonus, but it was kind of like what would you call that when you have one of those? It's a very negative situation, but there's a positive outcome to said negative situation. There's a word for it. I'm blanking on it. <laughs> yeah, know what you mean, but I do not know the uh, yeah, word. I can't think of the word right now. But in that time, you know, you're talking about building your brand up a bit and building, you know, your social media presence as well as kind of. Just getting back into the routine of streaming, because I know you took a a little bit of an absence because, you know, as entertainers and as you as when you're doing things of streaming and things of that sort, it is a lot of work and it's a lot more work than I think people realize. I think people have a very common misconception that, you know, you can just hop on a camera and people will just flood to your channel and you don't have to do any work.
1: Not gonna lie, that does actually work for some people. I've, in my career on Twitch, I've seen a few people who just have that kind of personality who go out and they're able to just pull a huge crowd their first week, their first day, things like that.
0: Well, the question I was basically getting at, with this kind of quarantine being an effect, you know, you said that that was a kind of an added bonus for you. Do you feel that helped you do you think that helped you kind of help build that, that brand up a bit? Because as before, you know, where we were both seeing streaming as being kind of a tedious thing. And now that you had more time to devote to it and actually, you know, invest in and get a good solid return out of it, you know, do you think this quarantine helped with that?
1: yeah so i do believe because um the biggest thing about streaming is networking and the biggest problem i had was i worked a full-time job i wasn't able to stay up late all the people when they did their podcast that you're supposed to be on all the networking that was done at midnight 2 a.m these people they always did it they don't really a lot of these people on twitch they don't have other jobs so they have this free time that on a tuesday at 2 a.m they have um, a drinking stream where they're all on and they're drinking and they're networking and all that i wasn't able to do that i usually had to be in bed by 8 9 o'clock uh to be up again by five in the morning so this full time job was a pain for the online influence. So when this came around the quarantine, I was able to stay up late in network. And in one month's time, actually, I can say in one week's time, I grew my channel more in one week of networking than I did in the whole three years I've been grinding at it by on my own.
0: So if you could offer, you know, cause you've you've been there, you've been on Twitch for a while now. Four years, four years on Twitch
1: and I've been on 2010 on YouTube. So 10 years on YouTube. Yep. We,
0: you we were, we were like the OGs of YouTube. I remember all that. But um, yeah. my th- question here with that is, if you could look I mean, obviously we've talked about this personally before, but if you could go back in time and do one thing differently, whether it be in something that you learned from doing this more, especially during this quarantine, what would you do differently that you didn't do in the beginning? Is
1: it something I go back and just change or do I go back knowing the knowledge of how to do that thing?
0: I kind of a little bit of both, maybe more so like, if you didn't have the proper knowledge to say, you didn't have the exact knowledge, but now you look back at it and you see like, oh, wow, that was really a kind of stupid thing to do. Like, for example, for me in the beginning, I was seeing people who were doing things like follow for follow, and then I quickly learned <laughs> that's not good. So, like, yeah. you know, like things like that, like, what, like okay. early mistakes, would you go back and correct? So, Regardless yeah. of whether you have the knowledge or... Okay.
1: Right away, yeah follow for follow if you're um an early influencer do stay away from these these are bad these are scams they'll make your channel look terrible so avoid them my mistake that i would love to go back and do is uh back when i first started on twitch i wasn't um consistent with everything. I went on, and when I first started, I'd stream once a month, maybe, and then I'd stop. I'd get a few people who came in, but then I'd stop and never stick to a schedule. Those people didn't know I streamed, and they left, and they never came back to my channel again, and I didn't network or anything back then. I was just trying to do it all on my own on a scuffed schedule, and it was not working. If I could go back, I would change it and have an actual schedule to follow, um, build up the friends, the online friends, the other people, because a lot of people who I used to game with and talk with, they're now big on Twitch. And I didn't stay in contact, I kind of like went off and did my own thing. And they went big because they all networked and I did my solo channel. So I stayed slow for a long time. So I would go back and change that, set the schedule and continue to network with people throughout the whole time I'm streaming.
0: I could definitely agree with the schedule thing because right now that is one of my biggest things. I I didn't personally take advantage of that when I was uh, at the height of my Mario Maker popularity, and because uh, hmm. I was getting those Europeans at five o'clock in the morning, but then I had to yeah. go to bed like a normal person, and uh, <laughs> you know like
1: <laughs> see that's the thing you can't work a real job because it seems for some reason the biggest following of Twitch is over in the European in that time so everyone from uh, the states they stream at 2 3 in the morning because that's when the biggest uh, popularity boost is
0: yeah that's also another thing i was wondering Did, if you think do you think like twitch got any obviously obviously more more people staying home do you think it's now even harder to get recognized or to get your build yourself a following or if you put the work in it do you think you know you can really start kind of taking off
1: i can say this has been on our podcast topic a lot when we do little um uh talking podcasts um a lot of us talked about this issue and Twitch's popularity when this um, quarantine first started in the beginning of March. Over 200,000 new members joined in the first week of the quarantine. And that kept growing every new week. They had another two to 300,000. They're up almost 2 million new viewers on Twitch. People, YouTube, cha- uh, Twitch channels, who were normally like 5,000 views, 10,000 views, they're blowing up to like 30 to 40,000 views now easily because all these new people are who are are joining. So this is kind of the perfect time for to be Twitch streaming because there's so many new people coming to the platform.
0: This is when you want to be streaming the most. So that's actually a good point that you bring up. I did not. That's not something I considered. I was looking more at like the competition thing, but I'm not thinking of like the viewers and how. Twitch is blowing up as far as that scale. I'm just thinking of oh, more streamers, more competition. Very good, solid point. I I appreciate you bringing that up because it's something that I completely overlooked. So.
1: (laughs) I guess, yeah, with your point, there's a lot more people coming in. So a lot of new people are jumping into streaming. But at the same time, a lot of them are doing it just to kill time or Mm, they might not stick around. So they'll probably stay here and then they'll bounce right after all this is over.
0: Yeah, I know i got to get back to that myself. i got to definitely get back into it and get back into the game and catch up to you because, you know, we were in a competition for a while and I was, you know, you were ahead and I was ahead and then you were ahead and now you're way ahead, so we can't have that happen. (laughs) A little healthy competition. But uh, we are about to wrap up here just momentarily. We have a couple minutes left. So with that being said, I do want to quickly just ask you... Before I, I send you off, and one of the things I definitely want to ask you is going forward, now that you're back to work, now that you're back into your real life, and not that you were in a fake life, but now that you're back to reality, <laughs> uh, okay. what is your plan going forward? How, you know, especially with everything from dealing with Corona going forward and dealing with your making your social network and expanding that. Continuing what I was doing
1: is going to be a lot harder. Already, when I went back, I stopped streaming on the schedule I was streaming at before because I've been streaming a lot on Monday and I didn't stream at all today. I streamed for an hour during my lunch break at work. I went on, did a quick stream to try and keep the people, but I couldn't stay for a long time. So when the people actually start to come in because they're used to me streaming, then they didn't stay there. I, I, I couldn't keep streaming. I had to be like, well, I got to go. So I started, they came in, I left. So already I got hurt on the first day and that's going to continue throughout the rest of this week. So being back at work is going to hurt, continue to hurt my, uh, channel. So I guess the path forward, I'm going to try to make it work doing both ways. Um, hope I'm hoping eventually I could just become big enough where I can maybe work part time and continue to do more time into the tweet, but I guess that's my main path forward is to continue just working and building my channel on the side until I get big
0: I definitely commend your efforts because for anyone who does work a full-time job and has anything else going on you know it's tough it's not easy to do both juggle a full-time job and oh yeah absolutely because I'm also experiencing that right now full-time job finishing up school internship it's like it never ends (laughs) It'll burn you out. We're about to close off our show here for today, but like treat it like this is Jerry Springer. Not I mean we're not gonna be shouting Jerry and having uh you know <laughs> naked people fight like the early nineteen okay. like the no. nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> that would get views, let me tell you. But uh <laughs> do you have any final thoughts, any final words of wisdom? This is your time to wrap it up with anything else you want to add that we didn't cover. I did. In
1: the middle of the show i thought there's something i'm gonna bring it up at the end it was a good point of oh oh i remembered it came back to me back to the covid topic what we had in the beginning um this whole problem we had like no one was prepared for it no one all these jobs they um they didn't close down they kept people working they didn't have masks or hand sanitizer they weren't taking care of it and it spread as fast as they did This could have all been easily uh, fixed and resolved if we weren't laughing at or biggest probably help the scientists working on the disease and health control have been telling us for years. Two years ago, they had a video posted where they said um, in the next five years from now, this was posted in January of 2018 before COVID was even a thing or mentioned. They said in the next five years, we're going to have a pandemic that's going to spread throughout the whole world and shut everything down and kill a lot of people if we don't take this more seriously. They gave everything that we needed to do to resolve the COVID problem back in the beginning of 2018. And everyone laughed at them. Our government laughed at them. All the people laughed at them. Everyone just said that they were a joke. And now look at us we didn't take it serious enough and we're still not taking we're still not listening to them they're the ones telling us how to fix this problem and no one everyone just pushes them aside even though the pandemic already happened we're still not preparing for it again they think we had it once it's done we don't need to do plan ahead no more
0: me myself you know i'm a germaphobe always carried the hand sanitizer anyway so i bought it all up before it sold out
1: <laughs> yep me too. i have about five bottles that i've had before this covid even came around so they can't say i went out and bought them all on them because i had them since 2018 or 2019 oh, yeah. uh, or
0: i was I, I was that person i was like i need more and then i would lose one and buy another one and then i found them all luckily yep. so um
1: with that being said so i went i, thought I was sold out i had one in my car one at work and one in my bedroom i had
0: I found, like, five of them in my car because I also do deliveries for, like, uh, for Instacart and DoorDash and things like that. And I just would yeah. buy them. And then when I would hand off food to customers or things like that, I would be like, oh, i gotta, I got to sanitize here. And then I would drop it under the seat and then I would lose it and I'd go buy another one. And then one day I cleaned the car out and found, like, ten of them. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> lucky me. Yeah. It's a good stock to have now. Dude, it is. It's, like, a blessing. But with that being said, I thank you so much for your time today. This has been an absolute treat. Thank you, everyone, for checking out this week's special flashback episode of Shamrock Social. Again, you can follow our flashback guest at Twitch by visiting Jester Roll or on Twitter at Grand Jester Roll. Of course, speaking of social media, you can follow this podcast at Sean Shamrock on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, Lord Shamrock on TikTok, and of course, if you're on Twitch, it's TG Lord Shamrock. As always, keep on chatting.